in today's show. Let's look at all of the nine games from Monday. Michael Bolton, he wants to look at him. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's show is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com. And tell them that Locked On sent you. Thank you for also making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And make sure you are checking out your favorite team's Locked On show as well. There are nine games on Monday. So let's get into what we need to get into. And we'll start by just looking at a little bit of news that we need to cover off here. Um, a couple of Sixers-based things. Nothing on Ben Simmons, thankfully. Joel Embiid is questionable again after playing that back-to-back against the Thunder on the weekend. Andre Drummond also questionable, while Shake Milton remains out. That's probably the to the biggest news things that we need to pay attention to for Tuesday. Everything else in terms of injury news that happened or yeah, was to do with today's games, we'll talk about in those recaps. So that's probably the two biggest news things. Not particularly huge items, but something I debuted in yesterday's show, which I think I'm going to keep doing is looking at the player who was the most traded player on Yahoo and looking at some of the deals that that player went for. Now, yesterday's was Ben Simmons. He's also just a little bit of a, well, not a little bit, he was a bee's dick ahead uh, at number one again today, but I didn't want to do Simmons two days in a row. So let's do the guy who was number two on that list of Yahoo's most traded player, Shea Gildas-Alexander. And these are some trades that went down in the last 24 hours for Shea. He was traded straight up for Goose, Anthony Edwards. How Edwards is playing, right, that's that's seems pretty even, and the risk with Edwards seems to be lower than it is with Shea. He was also traded for Ben Simmons and Jay Sean Tate, which is a wild trade. That is people panicking. That is people. I don't know why you would panic about Shea when on the other side of that is Simmons, who's not even playing. That's a crazy one. And then he was also traded um, straight up for Lonzo Ball. Lonzo is basically a top twenty player this year, and that might seem crazy on the surface, but I don't mind that. And then he was also traded along with Julius Randle for Ja Morant, which is insanity. That is pure insanity. But these are the, the Shea's value was so in the toilet that you get some crazy deals that do go on. It's always worth exploring that sort of stuff. Nine out of 10 times, it's never going to come off. But I just thought I'd highlight the most traded player with Shea and how crazy some of those deals that went down over the last 24 hours, how crazy they um, how crazy they actually were in that scenario. So let's look at who the top ads were over those last 24 hours as well, in terms of off the waiver wire. Cole Anthony was up 37.2%. He probably does belong on a 12-team roster, at least for the short term. Gary Harris returned today, and he was still pretty okay. Louis going to hurt your field goal. So he was added in 37% of leagues, uh, or an increase in 37% of leagues. So that, that's pretty solid. Cam Reddish went up 19%. He didn't get the start with Hunter out. He was still okay. I'm not convinced that he's a must-roster player, but for now, his points at the moment have some value. Aldridge was up by 18%, and then he didn't play today, which, as I detailed on yesterday's show, was always going to be a significant risk on the back-to-back. I think he's got some short-term value, but 
He's a guy that, you know, if I needed to drop someone to add someone on a low-volume Tuesday, I wouldn't hesitate in moving on. Uh, Franz Wagner is up almost 18%. I really like him as a 12-team league guy. Maintained really good minutes, even with Gary Harris back. Alex Caruso is up 15%. Hopefully, that was just for today. I don't think he's a must roster. Uh, while Precious Achua is up 15% as well. He had another double-double today. His percentages are rough. They're really bad. I think he's probably going to be more points than categories. And when Siakam comes back, there might be an impact. But he's worth at least taking a flyer on while Cody Martin was up 13%. I said yesterday, I think he was on this list yesterday, it was crazy to add him in 12-team leagues. He had no business being there. He was added today and then had one of the worst games you could possibly imagine um, in, in the minutes that he did play. In terms of drops, Bielitz is down 18%. Makes total sense. You don't need him in a 12-team league. Malik Beasley, his minutes did go up today, but didn't do anything with it. I think you can do way better in a 12-team league, so I agree with that. Dropping Devin Vassell down 11% and Kyle Anderson down 11%. They're not must-roster 12-team league guys. They can both go. Derek Favors rested. I uh, was resting tomorrow. He's down 9%. Drop him. Thad Young not playing, down 9%, clear drop. And then Nick Claxton moved out of the starting line today. And I'm not really sure that he gets back in, to be honest. He is not a 12-team or probably even a 14-team league guy at this point as well. So I think you can move on uh, from all those guys who are in that top list of drops. They are they are guys who are who are droppable players. Tell what's not droppable, though. Well, that's a terrible transition because it's not even how I'm going to start doing this ad read. But you know that you watch your live sports in one place and then you watch your other shows somewhere else and you've got your highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's login and to see all the other stuff. It's all over the shop. There's too many devices, too many passwords and remotes and all that sort of stuff. I want to tell you about a way you can get your TV together. Finally, everything you like in one place. It is called Direct TV Stream. And it enables you to get your favorite shows, sports, and movies all in one place. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get your TV together and get rid of that confusion and clutter with Direct TV Stream. Find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Okay, so let us move in and talk about game one. It is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Indiana Pacers. The Bucks were once again without Drew Holiday. They were once again without Brooke Lopez, but they get the victory, which is key for them to be able to do that. 119-109. Yanni, Ante Kumpo. Giannis and Tentokotomatu. Really encouraging 10 of 13 from the line. He had 30 and 10, 9 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. And Middleton was also probably at his best for the season too. 27, 5 and 7 with a steal and a block. And it was a good Grayson Allen game. That's two good ones, two shit ones from Grayson. 19 points with four threes. He's totally fine to have on a 12-team roster while Dante DiVincenzo is out. But he's very, very far from a must-roster guy. He's So far, he's the 100th-ranked player so far this season, which is obviously okay. But I just don't see the long-term value or even short-term gigantic upside with him. Nwora was all right, nine points in 23 minutes with two blocks. That's more of a 14 to 16 team league short-term stream. While Paddy Connaughton did come off the bench, but he contributed okay. 13 and seven with three threes. Connaughton's actually a 12 team league. Um, no, he's not, sorry, let's try again. He's a top 100 player. I do not believe that he is a 12 team league guy. Holiday coming back, Lopez coming back. It's just going to reduce him down. He's not that good. They did start Thanasis Antetokounmpo. He had eight and three, but he basically played bench minutes, just 19 there. Well, George Hill, even though... He is replacing Drew Holiday as the starter. He had six and five with three assists. He's not really any value in terms of 12-team formats. For the Pacers, big minutes again. Carlisle is going ham on these blokes. 37 minutes for Sabonis. 21, 13, and five. 
His shooting, oh, his field goal percentage is insane. 62% here. He's also 5 of 6 from the line, which is encouraging. He had some games with some big defensive stats. That didn't really appear here. Just one steal and zero blocks. But otherwise, the numbers have been really strong for him. He's the 11th ranked player. I was concerned about him heading into this season for sure. I didn't expect him to play 38 minutes a night, which he currently is. In fact, he might even be playing more. No, he's actually averaging 41 minutes a night. So that's clearly, clearly going to come down. But it's been a great start. Same with Malcolm Brogdon, 25, 4, and 7. He's also averaging 41 minutes a night. That, that is not going to stick. But I'm impressed with his usage. But with the minutes and the usage set to come down when Levert and Warren eventually come back and they stop playing overtime games, there is going to be a drop-off in his production. So I guess you can consider him somewhat of a sell high. Uh, Justin Holiday, probably his best game. The three steals and four threes are nice. That's really all he brings. So if you are looking for stats to stream in like that, that's what he can do. The 12 points all came from three. While Chris Duarte has just been solid. Really good explosive first game and then solid since then. 18 and 5 with two threes. Took a lot of shots. 16 of them. Didn't quite hit them at the level that you would hope. Um, 40% from three. And that's sort of where I expect him to be. He was hitting 56 early on. Um, this is solid. He's a 12-team league guy. I don't know what will happen later on, but I feel confident that he gets the minutes over TJ McConnell, who played just 18 minutes, had seven points with three assists. This is one of those ones that I was right about. You know, I was worried about Sabonis at, the point, at this point. I'm wrong about that. But I was right about McConnell saying, I don't think he plays anywhere near what he did last year, and there's no guarantee that Carlisle likes what he brings. In fact, Carlisle does not like what he brings. 18 minutes, seven points. I think he's a very clear 10-team drop, clear 12-team league drop, I think. Let's talk Miles Turner. Just dreadful. Shit game, good game, shit game, shit game. That's not a great pattern. Five points in 14 minutes. He had really early fouls. He had two of them very early on, or three of them very early on. Didn't get another foul for the game, but just didn't play. He struggled. He had five and four. It is a buy low, but he's going to be up and down. We saw him explode against Washington. Holy shit, this is great. And then two stinkers with foul trouble in a row. This time, it wasn't Brissett who jumped in. It was, in fact, the dart. Problem with my Google mobile Google mobile No, not the dart. Not the dart. Gogo Badadze came from out of nowhere. Literally not a rotation player. Played 18 minutes. Had 7 and 9 with 2 steals. Only shot 25%, but showed those flashes of why I still like him as a dynasty guy. Just probably not on this team. I'm not rushing to add him here or anywhere. And the fact that they went with Goga over Turner, even though he only had uh, 3 fouls in the final quarter, was very interesting. But I'm not overreacting to that fact at this point. But it is it is obviously something that we do have to monitor here as uh, as we move forward. The second game of the day was the Boston Celtics and the Charlotte Hornets. This was an overtime game. The Celtics win it 141-29 with some real like weird end of regulation shenanigans from both teams. Both teams getting the ball, taking a timeout, then screwing up the inbounds. Boston wins it in the end, 140-129. Tatum played 41 minutes. On a back-to-back, 41-7-8 with six triples and a block. Ima Udoka, he does not care about minutes, it appears. He's just grinding these blokes. Um, seven of seven from the line, which is good for Tatum as well. While Jalen Brown was on a 30-minute limit, he ended up playing 38. So even though there was five minutes of overtime, he obviously overshot that, um, that limit by three minutes. 30 points, nine rebounds, three threes, three steals, one block. So after, you know, great game, bad game, injury, and now good game. So he's holding pretty steady at the moment, Jalen Brown. I worry a bit about the minutes. Dennis Schroeder started with Al Horford out. 36 minutes, 23-6-8. That's a really, really strong game from Schroeder. If you want to have him in a 12-team league, by all means, go ahead. I just don't know that he's going to be a 30-plus minute guy when Horford is back. Maybe they decide to run him and Smart together and push your Horford or Williams to the bench. I really don't think that's going to happen, but it could. And you can have him short-term at least. While the Rock DJ, people were a bit panicky about Rob Williams. Rock. 
36 minutes again. He's got never played these minutes ever in the past, and Yudoka's playing him in this playing time. 12 and 16 with four assists and three blocks. And in yesterday's show, I said there's no way he continues at a 3% usage. Now, 13's not high, but it's decidedly more than what he did in that last game. And this is really solid. He's still, you know, he's a top 50 player this year, but people are panicking about him. Jabari Parker, did not expect him to play with Horford out, but he came in, he had like 11 points in the first quarter and then had two for the rest of the game. Ended with 13 and 17 minutes. Do not react to that at all. While Marcus Smart continues to brutalize your field goal. Seven points on 12 shots. Four rebounds, five assists, three steals, one block is really good. But it's just the field goals that's killing you. While Grant Williams played a decent amount, 25 minutes there for Grant. Nine points in a triple one for him. Um, again, when Horford's back, it's hard to see him playing enough to really make too much of a difference. Well, Joshie Richardson, Jesus Christ, only 15 minutes there. 14 for Pritchard, and there was no Langford or Neesmith. So people are going to miss out here. Richardson, Pritchard, uh, Neesmith, or Langford. Like two of those guys aren't going to play most nights. There might be even three of those guys that don't play every night. Like Miles Turner, um, Lamelo Ball got into foul trouble early and ended up with just 33 minutes. But 25, 5, and 9 with seven triples is awesome. He's the 12th ranked player despite playing 29 minutes a game this season. There's got, something's going to give, and he's going to blow up. I don't know how much more you can blow up from here. And this is on only 37% shooting too. Speaking of blowing up, Miles Turner continues to be amazing. 25 and 10 with two threes. 50% shooting. 38 minutes. Yes, Rogier and Washington, maybe not Washington, Rogier will impact him in terms of shots. But he's not doing it on 30 usage. It was 25 here. It's 24 for the, the whole season. He might go to 20 usage. Average 18 points per game. But the high efficiency, the steal, the block, the, the solid rebound numbers... He looks great. As I said on the buy low, sell high this morning, I wouldn't take anything that wasn't a top 40 or top 30 player for him. I just wouldn't, even if he doesn't end up there. Gordon Haywood's first game against his former team resulted in 15 points in 38 minutes with two threes and three assists. So a little bit subpar for Gordo the last couple of games. Well, Ubre played 43 minutes. He had 19 points. Unfortunately, he shot 38% and 50 from the line, but he hit five threes. I think he's totally fine as a 12-team league guy for now while Rogier is out. I'm not convinced that that lasts long-term. Mason Plumley, 37 minutes. Yeah, terrible uh, two of six from the line. But 12 and 11, one steal, two blocks. Now, you know that if you've got Plumley, you're punting free throws. So he is a must-roster player. That's the thing that's dragging him down. Now, this was without PJ Washington, of course. Interestingly, Cody Martin struggled here. Three points after, again, being a top 100 player prior to this. He's obviously now not a top 100 player. Well, Nick Richards. I didn't know Nick Richards would make the roster. He ended up playing 14 minutes. He had three blocks and seven points in that backup role with PJ out. Nothing to overreact to, but if PJ has to miss more time, then maybe deeper leagues would want to have some sort of a stream on old Nicky Richards. Uh, Nick Dick, as he's called to his friends. Um, Detroit and Atlanta. Blowout here. Not a surprise. Detroit's bad and um, Atlanta's good. Again, the panic was setting in for Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Now, we'll couch it by saying this. There was no Jeremy Grant, so Kelly Linick played at Power Forward. That gave us 29 minutes of Isaiah Stewart. He had 13, 7, and 5, 1 steal on 3 blocks. That is undecidedly, undecidedly, that is undeniably, that's the word I'm looking for, undeniably a great line. Will he play 25 when your Grant is back? I hope not. That's really, really good, though. The depressed penis had 21 and 7 with 3 threes and 2 steals. That's two really big games in a row for him. But Cade and Grant do have to come back. And his game is really, it needs usage to get to this level. And I'm not sure it's going to be there. Olenek, again, a lot of panic around him. 21, 6, and 4, two threes and two steals. Excellent. Played at power forward next to Stewart. I don't really think they're going to continue with that. 
or start him over Stewart, but surely he plays more than the 22 minutes a night he was playing before. He's a must-roster guy. I liked Killian Hayes in the draft. He's been dreadful, but he was all right, and I will take little wins. 12 points in 27 minutes, two threes, three assists, a steal, and a block. Still only shot 36%, but was more aggressive and hit some shots. It helps when your backup is atrocious in Corey Joseph, and he should continue to get all of these minutes because getting Joseph out there offers no, no one anything. Joseph had zero points in 16 minutes, missed all five of his shots. They switched Jacksons in the starting lineup. Frank went to the bench and Josh started. Josh had 18, 6, and 4, which is a really good line. And while Cade is out, maybe you can stream Josh in. I wouldn't feel particularly comfortable about that. We had Trey Lyles getting 12 minutes and Luca Garza getting 13 minutes because of the absence to Jeremy Grant. But I don't think there's really much to see with those guys long-term. For the Hawks, Trey Young, 32-4-9, and 62% shooting, a great performance. While Collins only played 24 minutes, but he had 22-7 and seven with two steals and a block. Some foul trouble there. There was no DeAndre Hunter who was out with an illness, so Cam Reddish didn't start, but still played 27 minutes. 17 points, three threes, three steals. Now, he's been really good this year, but he's just, just snuck inside the top 100, 95th ranked player. The three-point shooting did come down, 43% in this one, three of seven. That's really fueling what he's doing over the course of the year. He's fine as a 12-team league guy, as I detailed earlier. Fan of pants, Kevin Herter, 14 points in 27 minutes in a start. Don't react to this. It's not a 12-team league option. While I am buying low on Bogdan Bogdanovich, 14 points in 25 minutes. Things are not going well for him. Now, he could become a drop very easily because they've got Herder, they've got Reddish who can take those minutes away. But I am buying low. Yeah, throw my worst player at him and see if it comes off. If he gets dropped, I'd add him. But it hasn't been a good start. Wasn't great from Capella either, four and eight in his 26 minutes with two steals and a block. And we finally got some Lou Williams minutes. Not that that really has any impact for fantasy, but we did get those minutes. He was on the court for the first time this season. Guys, basketball is back. And it's back better than ever. And a new web face, web interface shows at BetOnline that they're taking basketball serious. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to that new updated desktop or mobile site. Sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. You want parts for your car? Why would you bother with so many makes and models these days going to a local chain bricks and mortar auto parts store? waiting to talk to the bloke behind the counter and he's got to order in. He's like, Tick, nah, it's going to be four weeks, mate. And you go, get out of here, mate. And you're going to charge me more for this? No way. Go to rockauto.com. They are an online family business who have been serving auto parts customers for the last 20 years, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Rock Auto has everything you need. There's no point in spending 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts. So, Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Okay, let's go on to the next game. We're looking at the Washington Wizards and the Brooklyn Nets. Pretty easy win this one in the end for the Nets. 104-90. Bradley Beal returned, but was probably a bit underwhelming. I'd say 19 points in 32 minutes with four assists and three threes and attempted zero free throws and shot just 36% from the field. Might be a bit of a buy low for him as he's outside the top 50 for the season. Bit of a stinker from Dinwiddie as well in his revenge game. 10 points in 26 minutes with six assists on 23% shooting. That's not particularly good. That's fine. He's going to have bad shooting nights. He's going to have games where he gets no steals and, and no, um, no threes. Yeah, two here. He's going to be up and down for sure. But don't panic too much. And Well, Dan Gafford, another one of those players that people were panicking about. Now, only 23 minutes, 
but 13 and 5 with a block. He's the 94th ranked player. That's sort of where we expect him to be. I have no idea what happens when Bryant returns, but for now, he remains a must-roster player. Um, Kyle Kuzma. He grabbed a lot of rebounds, 13 of them. He played 27 minutes. He had 6 points on 27% shooting. I think he's totally fine to have as a short-term 12-team league guy, but when Rui Hachimura returns, I don't know what happens. Do they start Kuzma and Rui together? I don't know. Do I have trust enough in, in Kuzma to think that he's going to be a hundred top 100 regardless? No. He's never been a top 100 player before. He's fine. He's going to have some bad nights. But I worry about how that squeeze looks. This is a real Montrez Harrell special as well. A team worst minus 26. He was getting cooked, so he only played 21 minutes. 10 and 7 with a steal and a block. We still hold Harrell, but he's not even a top 100 player this season so far. Gafford's actually ranked higher than him. Hull Neto hurt his shoulder in this game. We don't have any update there. Well, Davis Bertans, Jesus, what's going on with this guy? Zero points in 21 minutes. Um, yeah, he can uh, be dropped everywhere. Paddy Mills, bounce back. 21 points with five threes. Only played 23 minutes, but a really good performance. He's fine as a 12-team streamer. While finally it happened, guys. The Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, he started, and they looked great. 14 points in 30 minutes. No other stats, of course. And, sh and Brown is not a must-roster 12-team league guy. But he's a guy you can stream, and he's a guy that you can add in 12. So that moved Nick Claxton to the bench. He played 16 minutes, had 6 and 8 with 2 blocks. Look at him as a deeper league guy or a block streamer. While with no um, Aldridge, Griffin started. He had 2 points in 19 minutes, and Millsap had uh, 0 in 9 minutes. He's been really struggling. And good to see that they just uh, uh, fig finally figured it out. Took him a few games, but Javon Carter had 0 points in 14 minutes. He does not need to play. Let's talk about James Harden, the source of consternation for many fantasy managers. 30 minutes for Harden. 14, 6, and 9 with a triple one. Only got to the line three times. That remains a problem. The 29% shooting is obviously horrible. 44 from 2 and 13 from 3 is not going to cut it. But everything else is there. Right? I am absolutely buying low on James Harden, the 33rd ranked player in fantasy. I am buying very low because people are panicking. People love to hate this bloke, so they will sell him if they're frustrated. Durant was good again. 28, 25, 8, and 4 with two steals. Eh, only 6 of 9 from the line, but otherwise uh, pretty good stuff from old KD. The Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors. The Bulls squeak it out in the end, 111-108. They were up big in this game, and then Toronto came flying home. Lonzo Ball continues to be excellent. 38 minutes, 15 points, five threes, five assists, two steals, and one block. That is just excellent stuff. All right, he is the 20th ranked player this season. I've been saying for years, I think in the right scenario, he can easily be a top 20 guy. Maybe this is the right scenario. He, like so many other players, is playing a ton. 38 minutes, so that might cut it back somewhat. But the defensive stats is really going well. Zach Levine, the skater boy. 22, 4, and 5 with three threes. That's really solid. Well, DeRozan had 26, 4, and 6, which is good. The 37% shooting is bad, but the 10 of 10 from the line is good. So overall, a pretty strong night. DeRozan's the 71st ranked play, which is sort of bang on about that right draft spot. I am a little bit worried about Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. 17 and 8 in 34 minutes. Usage is a bit down. He doesn't really get to the line at all. The three steals are nice, but he's just not... He's not going to go back to that guy who many were considering to take at the turn. At that first second round. That was somewhere I avoided him pretty heavily. Um, he's the 48th ranked player. I think he can be better than this, but maybe not by that much. 
Patrick Williams is a clear 12-team league drop. He had four points. He had a steal and two blocks, but four points. While um, Alex Caruso, another four steals. A really nice steals streamer, Caruso is. And then um, Troy Brown... Actually, to go back, to be fair to Vucevic, he was sick heading into this game, so maybe that's part of it, but it doesn't excuse all the other games, I guess. Troy Brown, 11 points in 17 minutes as he took the rotation roll back off Ayo Desumnu. Fred Van Vliet played 43 minutes. Nick Nurse doesn't care either. 15 points is not great. 46% shooting is better than where it was, but 17 assists, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals. Great, great um, performance overall. And you know, people, again, panicking. He's going to come up from where he was. We talked about that earlier today as well. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarves? OG. Stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Nice game here. 22, 8, and 5. Four threes and two steals. You know, sort of getting back to where he needs to be. Well, it was another good game from Gary Trent. Now, I'm pretty critical of Gary Trent in category leagues. You know that. But 18 points with four threes is worth streaming in for sure. Now, I don't think he's must roster by any means. He's more of an in and out guy. And if the shot doesn't fall, there's not much else. But that's good. Scotty Barnes played 39 minutes. You've got to be really encouraged with the minutes from Barnesy. The assists just have not been there. He was he struggled with that. Zero points with six uh, turnovers here. But 13 and four, 13 points is good. The steal on the block is good. 78% shooting. Oh, sorry, 75% shooting is good. But the worry we have, the, the lack of threes, the poor free throws, it is holding him back somewhat. And despite all the plaudits that he's getting, he he's so fun. I, I love watching him play. But he is not a top 100 fantasy player yet. He is a must-roster guy. I think he'll be able to maintain 30 minutes a night, at least when Siakam returns. But let's not act like he's just dominating every game, because he's not. Goran Dragic has a clear drop, while Precious Achua, 11-11 in 29 minutes. Now, that's horrendous shooting, 33% from a big man and 50% from the line. He had some of those worries in college as well. I think he's fine to grab, but again, he's the 178th ranked player. He's better in points leagues than category leagues. He's worth grabbing because he is starting. Drop Ken Birch, by the way. Um, but don't get too excited. Well, the wiki, Chris Boucher. I, I know Nick Nurse doesn't like him, but I didn't expect him to play five minutes. And when um, Siakam comes back, I, I don't think he's going to play. I I don't like to be too reactionary. Maybe you'll say, Josh, you're reactionary all the time. I, I think he got... Uh, the writing is on the wall here that Boucher is not going to be a regular 12-team contributor. And if there's someone out there on the waiver wire that you want, do it. He can have all of the good Perth per 36 stats in the world when you're not actually a good on-court NBA player and your coach hates you and you're bad at defense and you play a big man spot. And there are other centers there in Birch, Achua, and um, they're, oh, they're the two other centers. And then you've got Siakam and Barnes at the four. I don't think he's someone that you need to force minutes into because he, he isn't that good that you need to force those minutes into him. Let's look at the Orlando Magic taking on the uh, Miami Heat. 107 Miami wins, 90 to Orlando. Um, all right, let's take a look at how this one played out. Mo Bamba. One, two, three, four, five. Good bounce back from last game, just the 28 minutes. So 11 and five with two steals and a block, must roster. Cole Anthony shot poorly, 39%, but 12, nine and five with two steals. Rebounding for a guard has been off the charts. Love him short term. I don't know what happens when these guys when Fultz comes back, but Harris was back and he maintained the role. Fine. Wendell Carter Jr., 9 and 9, solid enough. While Franz Wagner, just the 27 minutes here for Franz. But 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, two threes. Now, I don't know what happens when Chuma Akiki comes back. He doesn't have a timetable, by the way. Um, I think Wagner will play over him. I think, well, he's obviously got the higher draft stock investment. He might be better. I think Wagner's a 12-team league guy, 119th ranked player. 
so far this season. Well, Jalen Suggs wasn't great, but 15 points, four threes, four rebounds, two assists, one steal. Pretty clear hold to me. Terrence Ross, zero points in 22 minutes. 0 of 7 from the field. He is just a streamer to me, not a must-roster guy. Well, Gary Harris returned, played uh, 19 minutes with two points. There's no point to prioritize Harris over Suggs and uh, Wagner and Anthony. And those guys are playing all right. No need for Harris to get in there. But the Heat, Bam Adebayo, 16-13, but only two assists. This is a regular thing now. Those five assists a game, I don't think are coming back. Well, Jimmy Butler had 36-3-2 with five steals. And Kyle Lowry, nine points only on bad shooting. That's got scope to improve. But eight assists and a steal. That's where his value is. He could be a bit of a buy low. If anyone drops Kyle, I'd add him. PJ Tucker was pretty poor in this one. So Markeith Morris played 25 minutes. 16 points for him with a triple one. Don't overreact to that. While the inevitable drop-off from Tyler Hero uh, had to come. It, it just had to. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yeah. 13, 5, and 9. But you know, when you shoot poorly, add something else. And he did. 9 assists. 42% from the field. He is a clear must-roster player. Top 50 on the season so far, uh, somehow. Um, Duncan Robinson. I, I don't think Duncan Robinson's must-roster. He's a three-point specialist. He's ranked 153rd this year. 10 points, two threes. 30% shooting. Oh, well. Like, it's, it's just not a must-roster scenario. You can have him. Like, if you've got him in a 12-team league and he works for what you need hitting threes, but no worries at all. But he is not a guy that you absolutely have to have on your roster, I don't believe. Let's go on to the next one. We are looking at the New Orleans Pelicans getting their first win of the season on the road against the Minnesota Timberwolves. How about big Jonas Valanciunas? Jonas Valanciunas. Now, obviously, there is the you know the elephant in the room, or the elephant not on the court, in fact. <laughs> Man, that's, that's rude. Sorry, Zion. Zion Williamson's not playing. But we have never really seen... Um, we've never really seen Jonas get minutes like this before. And he's doing it at a really high level. 22 and 23, two blocks. Didn't shoot particularly well, but he's awesome. ESPN had him ranked outside the top 100. Don't forget that. Ingram had 27 and 9. Well, Devontae Graham, 21, 3 and 7 in 39 minutes. It's a lot of minutes for Devontae Graham, but he's playing pretty well. Alexander Walker was a little off. That's still pretty good. 17-7-3 with two threes. And Herb Jones is starting, and he's doing nothing. Maybe maybe my NBA counterpart is Herb Jones. Two steals and a block has some stream value for deeper leagues, but him getting minutes over Garrett Temple and Najee Marshall, and even more minutes than Trey Murphy, I did not see coming. Murphy, I thought, was an interesting last-round pick. You can get rid of him. He had six points in 20 minutes with two threes, and they have really limited his role, and they're giving all those minutes, really, to Herb Jones at this point. Well, we only got eight minutes of Jackson Hayes. I didn't expect to see that with uh, Valanciunas playing that much. For the Wolves, Towns was great. 32-14-7, four threes, two steals, two blocks. This is why I wanted him at number five in drafts. Uh, he's number two overall so far now this season. That's great. Well, Goose had 21-9 with four threes. Anthony Edwards, uh, close to a top 30 player. So really putting in the numbers. It's uh, by low season on D'Angelo Russell. He was bad. Nine points in 30 minutes. He did have six rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. But that 21% shooting is rough. He's been a, a really bad start to the year. I would buy low. Well, Patrick Beverly had a nice little performance off the bench. 13 points, four triples, and a steal and a block. Jaden McDaniels, he is a steals and blocks only guy. He gets no usage. Three points. He had one steal and two blocks. That's where the value is for him. But if you don't need that, he's offering you nothing. And in points leagues, I wouldn't worry about holding on to him. Malik Beasley, as I talked about earlier, had five points in 29 minutes on 13% shooting. Much like a Duncan Robinson, I look at him as a points and threes streamer or Terrence Ross. I wouldn't worry about him as a must-hold guy. Well, Josh Okogie started and had one point. 
in 11 minutes. Yeah, I'd much rather get those extra minutes into Patrick Beverley, which is exactly what they did in this game. I think that's probably the right, uh, right method of uh, rotational decisions from the coaching staff. All right, so let's go on to the next game. The Cavs on the road beat the Nuggets 99-87. 37 minutes for Jarrett Allen. He was huge here. 21-16 and 16 on 91% shooting. That's his second gigantic field goal percentage game of the season. That, that really, really helps his overall value. Well, Larry Markinen, defensively, four steals and a block. You don't expect that from Larry all the time, but 12 points, two threes, only 27 minutes, but overall not a bad game. I still look at him more as a 12-team streamer than a must roster. Kevin Love for the second game in a row. 22 points in 21 minutes with six rebounds. And I'm not saying that he's an ad, but those numbers are absolutely worth looking at. In a 14-team league especially. Probably, well, not probably, definitely Evan Mobley's worst game. Only 26 minutes for Mobley here. He had 10 and 8 with a block. That's nothing terrible, but it's not where he'd been before. Well, Garland returned, which is great to see. 9.7 assists. He can do better, but it's not bad. I think we've got to start getting worried about Colin Sexton. Now, he did have some fouls again, but only 25 minutes. The lack of a contract extension. Is he in their plans for the future? 25 minutes, 14 points on 11 shots, nothing else. Three rebounds, two assists, zero steals, zero blocks. I'm very worried about him. You know that I don't think he's a very good NBA player, but I've loved what he could do fantasy-wise because he was getting a ton of minutes, 20-plus points on 50% shooting. If he's not playing those minutes, then that goes south really quickly. Rubio brought the assist, eight of them, in fact. A steal and a block. That's where he has value now that Garland is back. He's not 100% a must-roster guy. But those assists probably mean he should be on a roster somewhere. While Okoro had two steals and two blocks. In fact, he had what almost looked like a, a Richie Benno, if I can find my uh, Richie Benno drop. Nice, Gary! That's the wrong number. Um, oh, now I've lost it. Oh, no. this Is is, is Richie gone? Two for two, two, two. Uh, we got it. Two assists, two rebounds, two steals, two blocks for Okoro. We're not doing anything with him in fantasy. So a weird game in general. If you want to speak weird games, let's go to Denver. Maga Porter Jr., I, what's going on with him? He's just lost, man. 11 points, three threes, a steal and a block. Now, I talked extensively about him in the preseason, saying he's not going to continue to shoot 46% from three. That's a real pressure point on his value. I didn't expect him to play 29 minutes to be this bad with his shooting and to have that usage that low. Someone pointed it out to me that he has struggled in the past fitting in alongside Barton. Maybe that's the case again. I still think it's a massive buy low on, on Porter. Don't know what that was. Um, I think it's a massive buy low here on Porter, but there's worrying signs. Aaron Gordon, he's not a 12-team league guy. Don't worry about that. Nor is Monty Morris. Two points with six assists in 26 minutes. But how about my boy, the boner? Bones Highland. We finally got to see him play. 10 minutes, seven points. He should play more. There's no reason for him not to play. They just really yeah, were trying anything. Only 10 minutes for Doja. We got 18 minutes for Campazzo. Um, we got 14 minutes for uh, Austin Rivers. We only got eight minutes of Jermichael Green. They were just trying things. They need to try more. They need Highland in there every night. He's at least a deeper league ad just to see what happens, but it wasn't great. This was not great at all for Denver. Oh, I actually haven't spoken about what, what was actually good, and that's Big Chungus. Big, big Chungus, Big Chungus, Big Chungus. 24 and 19 with three steals for Jokic. Continues to be awesome. While Farton Will Barton had 12 points with two steals and two blocks. He remains an absolute 12-team must-roster player. Barton does. No uh, no debate about that at all. All right. So let's get on to this last game. Not that it was you know, all that much of a contest. The Portland Trailblazers up against the Clippers. The Clippers were uh, too good. 116-86 in the end. CJ McCollum continues his great start. 20 points with four triples, four assists, two steals, and a block. He's been amazing to start this season. There will be some reduction 
in um, his value, I would imagine, as he goes forward. But he looks really good. He looks like he did before his injury last year. With Norman Powell out, Nasir Little started. He put up some uh, some okay numbers. Two for two, two, two. Two steals, two blocks, two threes, 10 points, 32 minutes. I wouldn't say he's anything more than like a 14-team streamer, but that was pretty solid. While Dennis Smith Jr., he continues to be an absolute defensive beast. Don't laugh. 20 minutes, seven points, but three steals and a block. He did this in Detroit last year. He's doing it again now. Deeper leagues will want to pay attention. Um, Nurkic, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a stinker from Yusuf. No worries. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. But the whole team was a stinker. Four and ten for Yusuf. Robert Covington had zero points in 24 minutes with three steals, missed all three of his shots. These guys are both holds. And Lillard just is not right, is he? 27% shooting, 12 points in 28 minutes, no threes at all, missed all eight of his three-point attempts, no defensive stats. He's well outside the top 50 for the season. It is a buy low, but I am a little worried about Lillard. Um, I, I, I worry that he's not going to hit that um, yeah, top six value, top seven value that we hope. I worry that he's not going to be a first-round guy. He just doesn't look right, does he? He's just off, and the shooting will improve. It has to improve. There's no way it's this bad. But getting from horrible to really good is very different than going from horrible to excellent, and Lillard needs to get back to excellent. And I'm just... Something is off with Damian Lillard. Um, Watch this space. Larry Nance played some center minutes, but only got 18 in total. He is what Jack Armstrong would say. Get that garbage out of here! There is no point holding on to Larry Nance in 12-team leagues. Anthony Simons is one to watch, especially if there is something you're going on with Lillard. 12 points for him. Deeper leagues will need to pay some attention there. 14-teamers. I think there's some value there in Simons. For the um, Clippers, Marcus Morris was out as they were maintaining his knee, whatever that bullshit means. Um, Luke Kennard, 23 points, 6 triples. He looked good. 80% shooting, of course, is not real, and he's not going to have these opportunities every game, but he was solid, as was Terrence Mann. 13, 5, and 5, four steals and a block. But it's hard to read too much into this. Paul George maintains his great form. 16 points, five assists, and eight steals with a block in just 27 minutes, while Zubats played 25 minutes and had 10 and 8. I still don't think that Zubats is a must-roster 12-team league guy. He's fine to roster, but he's being over-rostered at this point. Reggie Jackson had 18 points. Unfortunately, he shot 30%, but 18 points and a lot of shot attempts, 20 of them there, was uh, was solid. Um, was solid enough to keep him on a 12-team roster. While Batum, I don't think, is worth a 12-team spot. And Eric Bledsoe only had five points, but brought seven assists, had five rebounds and one steal. He remains, I believe, a must-roster 12-team league guy. We got you know, nine minutes of Jay Scrub and nine minutes of BJ Boston in this game. That is how much of an absolute ass-kicking it was. Let's look at the top performers from the day, or for the day. Nine category leagues. Number one was Carl Anthony Towns. Two was Tatum. Three was Butler. Four was Trey Young. Five was Jonas Valanciunas. Six was Jalen Brown. Seven was Nikola Jokic. Or Nikola Jokic. Giannis Antetokounmpo was at eight. Fred Van Vliet was at nine. And then Luki Kennard slipped in there at number 10. In terms of the guys who were rostered in under 50% of leagues, Kennard at one. Then Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, Kevin Love, who's you know, coming a stream option. Markeith Morris, who took advantage of PJ Tucker you know, playing poorly. Kevin Herter, who gets that number just because Hunter was out. Don't read into that. Patrick Beverly, 14-team league option here. Jabari Parker, don't care for that. Justin Holiday, steel streamer. And then Joshy Jackson. Again, when Cade comes back, not much to see there, I don't think. And for points leagues, it was Towns, Antetokounmpo, Tatum, Valanciunas, Butler, Jalen Brown, Jokic, Trey Young, Paul George, and Fred Van 
Bleat. That will take us to the end of today's show. If you are enjoying the show, hit a thumbs up on YouTube. Drop a comment down below. Let me know. Who were you pissed off at the most today? Drop that in the comments down below, guys. Follow this podcast as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.